All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast. It's been a long couple months since our last uh, recording. We did a summer recap of a bunch of movies. Um, It's been difficult for us to get together because, as you all know, Kale is out in L.A. trying to make a living and being all famous and stuff. And we're just here in Detroit as scrubs trying to get by. Um, We're kidding, Kale. Are uh, we, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kale couldn't join us today, so we are getting together to do a episode about a bunch of movies that we saw this summer, um, a bunch of movies we didn't, which we will do episodes on, and we'll go over that. Um, but our main focus today will be on Atomic Blonde, which came out, admittedly, a while ago. But we really want to talk about it, because um, I think it's a movie worth talking about. So, Colin. How are you? How has your summer been since the last time we did this? Oh, it's it's been good. It's been real good. Uh, a lot of fun events that are going on in the city, which are great. Um, great to see people mm-hmm. out and about. And uh, yeah, summer is always a difficult time for I know me to like nail down a podcast schedule because there's so much to do when it's nice out that you want to just capitalize on it. It is true, but um, yeah, it's been great. Lots of great concerts and food mm-hmm. and good times. What's the best concert you've seen so far this summer? Because you've been oh, to a lot. God. You saw U2. U2 is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might have to be it. Did you go to Kid Rock at the Little Caesars <laughs> Arena? <laughs> no, I missed that one. You missed the four <laughs> concerts that he had? I missed that. I didn't realize. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, I've, I've also been super busy. And I recently moved back to Shelby Township from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's been taking a lot of time. Uh, got into the Comedy Sports Detroit cast. So that's cool. Oh. My first show will be October 14th. So that's fun. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also a bunch of Detroit events. Like Electricity is this weekend, or was this weekend. Ferndale is the DIY fest right now. And mm-hmm. we wandered around there yesterday, dying of heat stroke. Um, it is unbelievably warm right now. Like, it was yesterday the hottest day of the year? <laughs> it may it have almost been. felt like it. <laughs> it was mid-90s, probably. All right. Well, so let's get on to the news. Last weekend was the Emmys, 2017 Primetime Emmys. Um, and I don't know if there were many surprises in some categories, but there were some like newcomers or new winners yeah it was definitely like the evening of the uh, like new wave of um, winners where in the past we're used to you know modern family winning um every year yeah yeah (laughs) and um what's his name from sheldon exactly yeah um where we get a lot of new fresh faces um which is really refreshing and um made me realize oh i have a lot of tv to catch up on this winter <laughs> which i'm very excited about mm-hmm. but um yeah i think the big winners of the night were handmaid's tale and saturday night live yeah yeah donald glover won his first two mm-hmm. lead for actor in a comedy series. actor and for directing yeah two time yeah. winner that is still a movie i need or show i need to watch atlanta i started watching it the this week i'm gonna put that on my dvr it's pretty good is it yeah okay Cool. Um, I also saw that the f- the we had the first um, uh, female black writer win for comedy series mm-hmm. for uh, Master of None. Just a lot of different stuff and a lot of shows I haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, <laughs> it's just typical lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think that's that's really that's really cool that. There is so much like I know I'm I'm watching good shows because I'm watching them and I, like I'm enjoying them. But there's all this other all these other shows that I haven't seen that 
are getting this acclaim now. Like, uh, I need I need to start watching The Night of. I need to start watching Insecure. I need to start watching Master of None. I uh, watched The Night of. It was very good. Yeah, yeah, very well made, uh, well shot, well acted. Um, Riz Ahmed won, didn't mm-hmm. he? He did. Yeah, yeah, he's very good in it. Uh, very understated sort of performance. But uh, Bob's Burgers finally won, I believe, their first animated series pro uh, thing. <laughs> what are they called? Emmys? Emmys? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? <laughs> where, where are we? <laughs> yeah. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus won her, is it sixth? Six. Sixth Best Actress in a Comedy Series Emmy. Which, is that six in a row? Or yes, did, it is. Yeah. Or Veep. Yeah, she's won every time. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, and I mean, what's what's funny is, I think if it was any other actor and any other performer in any other show, I would be upset. But like, watching Veep, you really can't be upset that she's winning because she's just dominating so that good. show. Like, so good. Her her character though in this past season was, um, more insufferable and mean than previous. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> like, a monster. She is a monster <laughs> of a person. Um. Which makes it so much more entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I can watch her chew out her staff. Mm-hmm. Or just treat them like they don't exist for it's the most so, part. It's so good. There's a one episode where she's talking to um, Mike McClintock, who's played by Matt Walsh. And it's like a therapy session. And he's like writing all this stuff down for her memoir. And it's all really interesting about like her relationship with her father and how she couldn't live up to it and whatnot. And then uh, she just like, at the end of it, just treats him like shit. Like, what? that's not going in the memoir. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I a lot of lot of um, wide range of of emotions for her, and I I think she's one of the best comedic actresses mm-hmm. ever. So. Yeah. Um, another big winner uh, uh, on Emmy night, which I was really happy to see, was Big Little Lies. I, yeah, which is one of my favorite things I viewed this this whole year mm-hmm. um it's fantastic especially nicole kidman i think maybe gives the best performance she's ever given um, right she's she's really great the whole cast is great i'm so happy to see she didn't win though did she yeah she did oh she did yeah, for uh lead actress in a um, miniseries limited series limited. TV movie yeah and laura dern also won supporting mm-hmm. actress yeah my um i haven't watched that yet i want to uh, my parents watched it and they loved it uh, but a bunch of people have said like, no, you won't like it because it's about like rich gossipy women in Orange County or wherever they are. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like, this, well, that's still drama. I mean, on the surface. Yeah. But like, yeah, they have really great drama and really great scenes. And like, it's a movie or not. Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of feels like it, but it's a, it's a, it's a TV a show movie. Yeah. That actually feels like all the main characters with like good parts and good dialogue are all women. Like, mm-hmm. yes, Skarsgård's in it and he did win for supporting actress for supporting actor. And he's, he is really great in it, but like he's nowhere near the main focus of, of this, this stretch of, of, of episodes. It's, you know, all it's really, it's focus is on women and how they're interacting with mm-hmm. each other. And yeah, all I'm, the all like the male characters. It's almost like all a, supporting. It's, yeah, it's like a, around. exactly <laughs> where like they're very one dimensional, and I, I think this is a good thing that they're very one dimensional, almost stock like characters. Yeah, and, where and then all the women get these really juicy, right. uh, interesting, complex, complicated roles. It's it's a fantastic series. Yeah, we're starting to see a reversal in that. I mean, we saw it with. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Chris Pine played like the stereotypical exactly. female yeah. supporting role. So that's, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We're getting more variety here. Um, I also saw that uh, United Shades of America, which was W. Kamau Bell's documentary program on CNN, uh, won Unstructured Reality Program, mm-hmm. which is a really good show. I may have recommended it in a previous episode, but he goes to like different communities and, um, you know, it's an hour-long documentary-type uh, program, and there's a very famous episode where he goes to the KKK, and he's a he's a very um, he's black. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell by <laughs> W. Kamau Bell, yeah. uh, he's a a very tall, like large black man who's a comedian, very funny, and he's meeting with 
like KKK members and it's, it's very tense, but, yeah, but imagine. he, it's interesting. It, I really like the show cause it, it just shows sides of American culture and society that you just don't see. I mean, we well, have unfortunately to see we're seeing a little too much of that. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, yeah. Well, at least now they're out in the open and we can see how stupid they are. Yes. Unfortunately, some people see how stupid they are and are like, yeah, I want to be stupid too. <laughs> That's my impression. Leah Remini, she won uh, Best Informational Series or Special, which I didn't know was a... Was a yeah. Series. Is that just a way of saying a documentary like, series? Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's documentary. For her Scientology uh, and the Aftermath special that was on every once in a while. Which I did hear was really cool. It, it is really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen Going Clear? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of... All the people in that movie are in this special. Um, what's their faces? Uh, I forget the one director. Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis. Yeah. yeah, he's in it a lot and stuff. Yeah. Bob's Burgers, like I said. I do got to give a shout out for RuPaul Charles winning Best Reality TV Show Host. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Is RuPaul, that the first time he's won? No, it's the second year in a row yeah. he's won. He's great. But the fact that RuPaul's Drag Race didn't win Best Reality TV Show is, is very upsetting to me. And The Voice did it. The Voice, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is the most pop. Like, the Voice is the most popular reality TV show, I believe. But it's so, it's so like, I have so many problems with The Voice. It is like such a tired, it's boring show. I mean, a lot of people watch it. I know, and it's not about even the singers. Like it's just about the judges, and oh, they're releasing a new album, so like let's promote the judges. Because um, The Voice, I don't think has ever produced a single, yeah, not like American Idol, recognizable act, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, with American Idol, you got like Kelly Pickler, Kelly mm-hmm. Clarkson, Kelly something, Kelly Kelly. <laughs> yeah, the, the, all the uh, Kellys. From Justin to Kelly. All uh, the Kellys <laughs> came from American Idol. <laughs> Clay Aiken, who's running for Congress all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, outran- uh, Outstanding writing for a variety series. Went to last week tonight with John Oliver. Amongst the likes of nominees, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and Saturday Night Live. All extremely political um, shows, which are all very good. Mm -hmm. However, and this is a personal opinion, I am one of the few who does not like Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. I forgot that you don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) I like all those other shows. Something about Last Week Tonight, I don't like. I think it's his humor. uh, It's very informative. It's a very informative show. I'm not a fan of the humor. That's just my personal opinion. I don't. I don't seek it out. If there's a special like where they, you know, they do like the long 20 minute segment on a topic, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, I'll watch it on YouTube yeah. later. I'm not yeah. staying up to watch that show. Yeah. But very informative. Yeah. I think I, that's. I can't remember in my lifetime Saturday Night Live like winning as much as it did. <clears throat> um, what about the days with? Will Ferrell and like George W. Bush. I don't know. I I mean, maybe I just wasn't attuned to like the Emmys then. It's true. But like, or young, or yeah. But I could look it up, but <laughs> it'll take a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it just typing. has. I think it just has everything to do with how the politics exactly. Yeah. Um, and I I think it's good. I I mean, a lot of people. There's always this thing about like, oh, SNL is never as good as when you were a kid because. When you were a kid, that's all you knew, and you have nostalgia for those times. It just, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, seriously, this is some of the best SNL has done in a long, long, long time. And the writing has been good. Kate McKinnon's been great. Alec Baldwin's mm-hmm. been good as he comes on as Trump. Um, even the musical performances have been really good. Really good, yeah. yeah. So if you if you're one of those people who's like, oh, SNL's never good, I I. I encourage you to seek out and watch it. Um, yeah. Especially the, the weekend update segments and stuff. Granted, if you are a conservative and you happen to like the way things are going, you're probably not going <laughs> to like the show. <laughs> but you might find some humor in a lot of the other yeah, sketches. Like, come on. You could still, you could disagree with all the politics and still find stuff funny. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was, I think the, the one, you know, they submit an episode, uh, for for the awards, I think that was the one with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, had a sketch in it that was really great and very topical, and it was this 
Jimmy Fallon was trying to win back his girlfriend and he had like hired these singers and they were dancing for her. It's like, I miss you, babe. I miss you. And she's like on a date with another guy watching a movie. And he's like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. He's like, it's my ex. And he's like, come on, you're going to go out with this, this guy right now. And, and why not? And it ends with her going, Bob, you dragged a guy off an airplane. <laughs> it was like a comment on when they dragged that passenger <laughs> off the airplane. <laughs> it was very good. Um, so yeah, it was a different, but also kind of the same Emmys. I mean, well, yeah, and but it's it's just funny that like you know after we've got all this like since different. Not, not, I don't want to sound like I'm saying it's not a big deal because it is. Like all this talk about the lack of diversity in Hollywood, and then like we get this huge show of genders and colors and orientations mm-hmm. at on CBS. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it was, it was very interesting to me. And yeah. it was it was it was sweet to see that. I wouldn't think that we would be, yeah, getting a good dose of diversity. A lot of yeah, a lot of diverse yeah. shows won, and a lot of uh, like um, I don't want to say satire, but uh, a lot of why can't I think of the word? Uh, a lot of topical like comment commentary shows mm-hmm. about um, the way things are going. I mean, if the hands Handmaid's Tale isn't like relevant to just an undercurrent of misogyny than uh, you right. know yeah it's it's fascinating and i like the way i like the direction hollywood is taking right now it's getting very different and very very good yeah it's good i'm all for it yeah open up watch some stuff okay so that kind of goes for the news part so there there are some movies that we saw um that we didn't see together mm-hmm. and we didn't like for instance, you saw Mother. I we, did. We planned to to do an episode on it because I think it'll be an interesting topic because it's very divisive right yeah. now. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends saying it's the greatest and a lot of friends saying it was the worst. Exactly. And a lot of friends not knowing what to talk about it. You saw it. I did. I did see it. What did What did you think? My, my very like un... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when I, I, see, like, a, I saw it a week ago and I'm still like, what do I think of this movie? But I would say I'm, I'm more on the positive side of it. Um, that being said, I don't think I would ever watch it again. Okay. It, As with most Aronofsky movies. Yeah, though, it seems that way. So. I like Black Swan. I mean, that's probably my favorite of his. Yeah. I haven't seen... He did Noah, right? He did you Noah. Know, Noah's pretty good. I didn't see that. Um, I saw the, yeah, the fountain. Oh, I don't really remember a lot about the fountain, but I remember liking it when I was 17. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen it like since then either. (laughs) I remember not liking pie. Mm hmm. Uh, Requiem for a dream is one of those that you watch and you're like, oh, well, never going to watch that again. Yep. (laughs) My girlfriend loves that movie. Um, but she, same, (laughs) same, same thing. Like, oh, I love it, but I'm not going to watch it ever again. Um, yeah, and he did The Wrestler, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also a great movie. He's a good director. I'm interested to see this. Yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's really unlike anything I've seen in a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I can totally understand why people will, will hate this movie, though. One of the best trailers I've ever seen. Very misleading. <laughs> very misleading. Very misleading. <laughs> the trailer makes it seem very confusing and intense. And um, different, yeah. Uh, from what it sounds like, there's a lot of walking around a house. Yeah, it really makes it seem like a like a cohesive movie. <laughs> All right. Um, I saw Logan Lucky, which you did not see. Lucky Logan. Yeah, Lo- Lucky Logan. No, Logan Lucky, which is uh, I no, I think it's Lucky Logan. No, it's Logan Lucky. Are you sure? I'm positive, one hundred percent. Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh. Oh my, I've been saying the whole wrong the whole, <laughs> since I've been seeing that trailer for like a year. Uh, yeah, starring Channing Tatum, um, Adam Driver, and uh, oh, a bunch of other people. Let me pull it up here because I want to get it right. 
do do do. I hate it when IMDb gives me the cast list for first build, so it's the people who show up first in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I have to like scroll down. <laughs> um, Riley Keough, uh, Katie Holmes. Uh, Seth MacFarlane plays a really interesting character in it. It's kind of a one-off, um, weird. Um, also, Daniel Craig, who plays this prisoner, mm-hmm. who is very good in it. Uh, all the acting is really, really good in it and very funny. It reminded me... So Steven Soderbergh and the writers of like Ocean's Eleven um, wrote this film. And Steven Soderbergh is known for his kind of um like human characters and whatnot and this reminded me of an of a coen brothers movie in a sense Mm -hmm. uh it is they called it like the redneck oceans 11 and i don't know much more to say about it but i think people will really like it if they went and saw it i don't think a lot of people ended up seeing it unfortunately Mm -hmm. but chatting channing tatum plays this very uh emotional and um, sweet character who is trying to do good for his family, um, who just can't catch a break in life. And his brother is played by Adam Driver, who lost his arm in the war. And I, I don't know much. Um, I don't know how much to really talk about it without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. But one one thing that I did like about it is the movie is set mostly during the entire heist so it's like the first act is setting it up and then the the rest of it is the heist and the thing is we don't it's not like a movie where we're told what the plan is and then we watch it unfold we're told a general what the plan is but for the most part it's the entire heist and we find out what their plan is during During, which a lot of people would say like oh that's stupid you know i don't want to see that but it it worked out. It's like exciting that way. It was more exciting. It was like, oh, okay. Like, that's how they're going to do it. And that's how they're going to break this guy out of jail and then get him back in. And there's a <clears throat> really funny moments. There's an entire scene in a prison during a prison riot where Dwight Yoakam plays the warden. And every time there's something going on, he's like, this prison doesn't have riots, even though there's one going on. He's like, this prison doesn't have fires, even though there's a fire. <laughs> like He's just covering everything up. But there's an entire scene where these prisoners are demanding the final two books of Game of Thrones, but they haven't, co- you know, they haven't been made yet. <laughs> and they're like, that's bullshit. Like, there is no way George R. R. Martin didn't complete those books on time. Like, <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, man, my hands are tied. He's like, this is, you're lying. You're lying to us. <laughs> nice. it's a very good seed. Um, I, I highly recommend it. It's a good, it's a good comedy. And, you know, I like those kinds of things. I'll probably end up buying it. It's one yeah. of those types of movies. No, I definitely wanted to see it. And then by the time like I was like, oh, I have free time to like go see this movie that I've been putting off. It wasn't even in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, oops. Yeah. Well, it's not in theaters anymore. No. Shit. Or even if it is, I think the last time I saw it in theaters was like two weeks ago and there was one showtime for it. Hmm. So. Meanwhile, the big stick sick is still in theaters and out on DVD. So did you see that? I didn't. Know. I thought you said you were I was to going to, and then I did it. Sue me. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it! But now it's out on on Blu-ray, so I can see it whenever I want. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, let me know when you see it. Mm-hmm. Talk. We'll talk about it. Um, you also saw it. I did the smash it of the summer. It's huge. <laughs> of it's, the late summer. Yeah. So, do you know it? Um, have you read the book? I have not read the book, and I not haven't seen the TV. Okay, mini the, from the eighties. Yeah, with, I haven't uh, seen that. I know the, with the imagery. Um, yeah, of course. Who doesn't? It's yeah. And I don't like clowns. And I don't like scary movies typically, but I figured since it's such like a big movie that I was like, okay, I have to mm-hmm. see this. So I, I saw it one morning. Yeah, it went like two weekends in a row. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Huge um, for an R-rated. Horror movie, I mean, I guess those are all the rage. <laughs> but um, no, I I saw it and I didn't hate it. Uh, I think it's a little too long. It's a little too repetitive, and it's 
metaphors aren't like fully fleshed out, I would say. But there's some really beautiful imagery in it and um, some pretty good scares in it. Um, and it's, it's really funny too. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of humor in it, um, okay. which is nice. Um, but I don't know. I, I I I don't think I'm as positive on it as some people are. Um, just because I, for I don't know. For me, for horror movies, I really need like a structured, like I need rules in a horror movie. You know, <laughs> like I can't have like this demonic entity like breaking its own rules it's very right. that's very frustrating to me like stick to your rules and i don't know it, maybe it's because they're plan they're planning on doing a sequel and they'll hash more of his story out in the sequel but of course there's gonna be a sequel yeah. made money yeah, well, well what's what's weird though too is i mean i guess this is a spoiler but not really but like the very like the last shot of like the movie it like goes to black and then it goes and it says it, and then underneath it, it goes to chapter one. So like they knew uh-huh. that they were already going to do a sequel, like even before like all the success, I guess. Hmm. But um, yeah, I, I would recommend this to people, um, especially for someone who likes horror movies, especially around this, um, uh, around this time of year where things are dark and creepy. But um, I don't know. For me, it it wasn't wasn't that great. Okay. I don't know. I'm very picky about my horror movies. I, I barely watch them. In yeah. fact, I probably will never see this. So. <laughs> there's, I, there's some beautiful imagery and, and some really interesting camera work, um, which is really cool and really refreshing to see in a horror movie. But it is, it's like two hours and 20 minutes. It's way too long. It's The scares are really repetitive and it feels like characters go away for hours at a time and then resurface. And uh, it, It's very hard to talk about my dislikes about it without spoiling to plot details. Okay. Um, beautiful looking horror film, a little murky on the, on the story. Okay. Hmm. I just remember the trailer, uh, for it genuinely unsettled me. Yeah. There were moments in the trailer where I was like, no, I'm not seeing this. (laughs) Um, I'm a baby when it comes to horror movies. I mean, I loved... I mean, Get Out isn't really a horror movie. No. Uh, but It Follows. I was nervous to see that. That was, like, really early on. But I ended up liking it. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, super gory or anything. And it had an interesting interesting uh, premise. Yeah. So I could handle it. Talk about needing rules in a horror movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> there really aren't any. That's true. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so do you recommend also, it? You I, d- I would it, recommend it. Okay. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, it's like a who's on first situation. Would you recommend it? What it? What wait, it, it, re- recommend what? <laughs> it. Oh. Uh, no, it, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a fun, it's it's funny and it's entertaining. Just personally, it's just too long. Okay. Like, why is it two two hours and twenty minutes long? Why is any movie two hours and twenty <laughs> minutes? <know>. long? <laughs> um. Also, the other was it yesterday? You saw Kingsman, the Golden Circle, or was that Friday? Friday? I saw Friday. Friday. What day is it? Yeah. It's Sunday. <gasps> Already, that's so sad. I am gonna see this movie, yeah, so please don't spoil it for me. I love the first one. I think it's uh, one of the most underrated action movies of the past few years, next to like John Wick and stuff. But mm-hmm. John Wick now has become an animal of its own, um, which I believe they actually came out the same year. So the sequels are coming out the same year too. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick ch- Chapter Two came out earlier this year. What did you think? Well, first, what is your opinion on the first one? If we haven't talked about it, I really enjoyed the first one. Um, it it's not something I saw in theaters, and it's not something I saw right away. And I think it was you who like was a real big um, uh, like um, pusher of this movie, mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, you should see this." And then it went on HBO or something one time, and I was like, "Oh." I should watch this. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was really, it's yeah. a fun movie. Yeah. Good action. Yeah. I, I remember advocate. I'm always advocating for that movie because mm-hmm. people are like, it looks stupid. And that was good. Like, yes, it was good. <laughs> no, it, yeah. It was fun and funny and compelling. Like you cared about the characters. And yeah. Yeah. Good villains. And, yeah. and I think it's like the, uh, the, and I mean, maybe I, I can see this being like a critique of the movie, but 
I mean, it's a, it's a strength and a fun thing for me. Maybe it's because I I was a little boy at sometimes. It feels like a very like little boys movie. Like, okay. Very like like gadgets and <laughs> like gratuitous sex and dick jokes and I don't know. I that's just fun to me. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's based off uh, uh like a comic series. Yeah. So yeah. it's very much like a comic book. Um, very stylized and. Yeah, I'm excited to see the statesman in this movie. So. Yeah, I think if you if you like uh, the first Kingsman, you would like the second one. Okay. And if you didn't like the first one, you probably wouldn't like the second one. Okay. So. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. I have heard some people say that they didn't like this one, um, even though they liked the first one. But mm. yeah, it's interesting. I'm good for uh, I'm good for a campy James Bond type spy movie any day. And like, and I'm obviously not giving away. I'm not going to give away any plot details or what's going on and what characters are in it a lot and what who are, who is and who isn't. But there's some, you can tell the actors are having a lot of fun. I was just thinking you were going to say that. I was yeah. like, I, it's obvious. I mean, they, how can you not have fun making a movie like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a few characters you're just like, this person's just having a good time, yeah. and that's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know if the um, box office numbers have come in yet, but I don't, I don't know if it won this weekend. Uh, I, or... When I was just looking up, I don't, I'm pretty sure it did, but and I don't know if this was for Friday, Saturday, but a 40, 40 million. Okay, not counting today, I think. That's pretty good. Better than the first runner, or mm-hmm. the first one. So, um, so before we get to Atomic Blonde, we in the past, well, you recommend it. You recommend Kingsman too? The I do, Seeker. I do, oh. and yeah, I'm I'm like to talk more about this at some point. Okay, when I see it, we'll exactly. talk about it. I don't even think Kale's seen the first one. I don't so. think Kale's seen anything ever, yeah, ever. <laughs> He's watched the OC probably a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's probably not gonna listen to this <laughs> yeah kale let's talk shit about it. no uh so before we get to atomic blonde um we've been talking a lot about the movie detroit mm-hmm. which was Catherine bigelow's uh film about well it's about the uh algiers hotel incident that occurred during the 1967 uh, rebellion, as we're now calling it in Detroit, it seems. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. Uh, um, we will do an episode on this. Uh, we don't think Kale has seen it yet. He's very busy. But we've both seen it, and we want to talk about it. We will have an entire episode dedicated to it, probably around Oscar season, because I imagine it will get some sort of Oscar nods. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's Catherine Bigelow. They fucking love her. And it came out in like August, though. So it's a very mixed reviews. I, don't know. Mm. I think we'll. I think we'll see something. Whatever. Anyway, we will get an episode on that. Uh, plus, we're a Detroit podcast. Woodward's Detroit yeah, Filmcast. So, I mean, you and I saw. I think in its opening week. Yeah, we did. With the thought that we would be discussing it with Kale. Yeah. And then someone didn't see it. Right. <laughs> Kale's busy. We get it. All right. Uh, so we will we will do an episode on Detroit soon, meaning before the end of the year. <laughs> when it comes out on video. Yes. So, all right, let's talk about the Charlize Theron ve- uh, Cold War spy thriller vehicle, Atomic Blonde. Mm. Mm. Now, <laughs> yes. this movie came out, and what festival did it come out in where a lot of people... South by Southwest, I South think. by Southwest, mm-hmm. right. And a lot of people were extremely high on it, and... Also extremely high. And extremely high. Uh, and the trailer came out, and it looked great, and, you know, it just seemed like it was going to be one of those movies where it was like, oh, this is going to win a weekend or two. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. It either. did not. I don't think very many people saw this. And when it came out, pretty mixed reviews. Um, Colin, you saw it before I did. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Charlize Theron in Atomic Blonde and the movie as a whole? Yeah, I saw it. I think I saw it opening weekend, and it was one of the things uh, during the summer I was most excited to see um, because I love Charlize Theron and I love a woman kicking ass mm-hmm. and, and 
and having a good time. And I think you could really tell that Charlie Theron is having a good time in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. she is a total badass and she looks amazing in it. And I really, really enjoyed this movie. I, uh, I mean, but you know, put Charlie Theron in anything and give it an 80s synth soundtrack and put a bunch of neon. And I think I'm there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a really badass film, I think. And, um, the plot is very murky and all over the place and all types of fucked up and yeah. stupid, but like I still had a great time right. watching this movie. It is more a spy movie than you'd think it would be mm-hmm. in the sense that it's very confusing. It's like it's a traditional spy movie in that the plot, there are double <laughs> agents, triple agents, uh, code names and you know characters that pop up randomly and you're like, oh yeah, that's that guy. Um, when I, I saw this by myself and when I saw it, there was like nobody in the theater Mm -hmm. and I knew what I was getting into right from the beginning because it starts with that neon, like, you know, presents and and it like, there's this synth pop music playing and I was like, I'm in, Yep, I'm in. (laughs) And you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to then happen and I liked um, how it was it like an alternate timeline of the of the end of the Cold War or was it because it was like within two weeks it starts like the movie takes place two weeks before the fall of the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. but the way it seemed like they presented it in the beginning it says like like in this timeline or it's it, the way it hinted like it was something different than what actually happened so. Obviously, then this movie didn't actually happen, or maybe it did. We don't know. But uh, Charlie Theron is a British agent. Is a British agent who is tasked with extracting uh, a very important person from Berlin because the KGB is after him because he has a file filled with <laughs> names of spies. I think it's. I mean. But this came out in July. Yeah. And it, yeah. So we're, we're going to be... Little, <laughs> and like we said, the plot is murky at best. We're going to be murky <laughs> on our description of this. Uh, but it's a confusing plot. <laughs> so silly. Like very confusing. And even at the end, I was like, okay, wait. So, pardon. He, so he... So she... The, the, that was that guy? And okay, so that's that person. Um it's one of those types of movies. If you can look past that, the music, the cinematography, the action is fucking amazing. Yeah. She kicks ass, and there's a scene where she punches. She, she's a. They don't like do stupid like Black Widow shit where she's like jumping in midair and cracking someone's neck with her legs. Like yeah. this is realistic fighting. She uses everything in her power and in the room to to kill these men who are like, who have a hundred pounds on her. Yeah. And, or at least severely incapacitate these men who have a hundred (laughs) pounds on her. And she uses her keys once, which I loved. She grabs these keys and she punches this guy in the face and they stick in his face for the rest of the scene. It's that type of movie. And I, I would highly recommend this movie if you like synth pop and if you like a stylized movie because there's a there's great like transitions and reflections of sunglasses and you know following like uh you know neon signs and lines into another scene into another place and there's also a really hot lesbian sex scene in it It one of the best i've ever seen it's really hot yeah uh it beats black swan out of the water uh the reference from earlier in the episode uh and it's not afraid to it's not afraid to really like brutally murder people even women Mm -hmm. in the movie yeah um so i really liked it i recommend it um it has me listening to Voices Carry by Till Tuesday right? o- over and over <laughs> again. And I realized how good of a fucking song that is. Yeah. Um, I even added a bunch of songs onto my like 
summer playlist oh, yeah. from the movie. Yeah, like, I, made oh, yeah, an, yeah. I made an 80s pop playlist right after. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough Depeche Mode. Like. Right. Yeah. I don't see any... Um, I don't see any nominations. No, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe costumes. <laughs> Neighbor upstairs, uh, if you heard that. I heard it in my ear, but your uh, headphones. Um, the costumes maybe, are really incredible. They are cool. Yeah. Yeah. She They're, looks cool in them. Wearing a trench coat. Yeah. There's a, This movie just has so much atmosphere and so much style and coolness to it um that it's just it's just fun to live in this world that being said the like the plot is so fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. and like overly complicated to the point where you're just like okay let's move this along like let's just watch charlie's kick some ass <laughs> mm-hmm. i wish that the i do wish that the movie was more charlie's kicking ass yeah but um i i i, I get it yeah i think yeah, I was a little confused by the motivations. Oh, besides, the main motivation is you work for the government and mm-hmm. you have to do this. Um, John Goodman is in it. He plays an American uh, CIA uh, boss kind of guy. Um, Toby Hooper is his name? Oh, it's Toby Jones. Toby Jones? Yeah. Excuse me. It's Toby Hooper. Who's Toby Hooper? <laughs> Toby Jones. He plays uh, the... MI6 guy and it, it's all centered around this um, the the main like spine of the movie is this like debriefing interview in an interrogation room mm-hmm. where they're talking about like who's this person who's that person and uh, James McAvoy is our man on the inside that she has to, to meet what did you think of James McAvoy's performance I think he was having a lot of fun yeah it looked like he was is a fu- like a funny character like a weaselly uh, yeah type character I he was also looking really good. I really? Know. I thought he was very attractive in this movie. I didn't notice. <laughs> uh-huh. But he... A lot of really attractive people in this movie. One of the problems with the f- the plot is, I don't know how the hell you you trust him. Yeah. Like, and it, and I don't know if she, the whole thing, and this is where we're like, like, I don't understand, is if she knew not to trust him and was just playing him so that she could get to... So we could get to the end of the movie mm-hmm. without spoiling anything. Um, but he is constantly recording conversations. I mean, he's a spy, so he has to. But but the way he's setting things up, and we see this, like we're we're not always seeing things through Charlize Theron's eyes. She's not the the main narrator mm-hmm. of this story. So we will uh, we occasionally cut to James McAvoy by himself, or James McAvoy talking with the rogue Russian agent uh, or who gets a very grisly ending. <laughs> uh, or we see him, you know, with Sophia Boutella's character, mm-hmm. the, the French uh, spy who's way over her head. <laughs> and um, so we're, we're served up like these really important parts of the plot, but it's hard to know like how important it is because it's not like being told by, by Charlize Theron's character. Yeah. I mean, I which thought... it was cool, but also confusing. Yeah. I thought early on, like... And, and, like, I... To me, it was very obvious that he was not, like, to be trusted. And, like, is probably... I mean, like, look at him. The bad guy of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a scene very very early on, maybe when we first meet him, and she's, he just like straight up lies to her. and Yeah, he lies to her numerous all the times, time. yeah. which causes like pain and, and like harm to her yeah. at times. And, and she's still like, maybe I'll trust him later, yeah. like, instead of just immediately killing him. But, but yeah, but I don't, know, I don't know if she was just doing that to like get more information out of it to make it. So, like, she has this case to be like, oh, look at all this, like, shit, like, I dug out of him mm-hmm. while I was, like, pretending to trust him to, like, show you that he is the bad guy mm-hmm. or, like, a double agent or whatever. I don't even know what he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, um, out for himself. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if we should get into spoilers or not, but 
I don't. It, I don't even think it matters. I don't think it matters. But well, until the very end, it matters. Uh, which even even at the very end, <laughs> when it's revealed who she actually is, yeah. it's like, well, okay, I get that that occurred a lot in order to to win and get the information you need, but no way did I see it coming that she was actually a spoiler, 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 spoiler. Skip ahead thirty seconds. That she was actually a an American. CIA agent because her accent disappears. Yeah. She's on the plane with John Goodman. They're joking about like what just happened. Like, <laughs> oh, we played them. But then and then when that happens, is it like, is Toby Jones character like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah, right. I thought we were on the same team, you know? Um, But you had no idea during the movie that she was an American. No, no. So it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, I think it's one of those second viewing type movies. You need to watch it again. Same Maybe. with Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. But there's no action in Tinker Tailor <laughs> no. Soldier Spy. There is a part in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy though where a guy whacks a burning owl out of the, out of the air with a newspaper oh, or a book. God, it's been a long time since I've yeah. seen that. Mark Strong. He's like oh. teaching a class and he lights the fire and then the owl swing, flies around the room and he goes whack and hits it out of the ground, <laughs> out of the sky. Most action in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, tons of action in this movie. What was your favorite action set piece? There is a few. And, I mean, it really shows us how great this movie is with its action. And so memorable. Like, now when I hear, like, a song, like, I will be thinking of this action scene. Whether it's George Michael's father figure when she was fighting those guys in the apartment and, like, jumps out of like has the cord and like that's the just so fucking sweet but i mean that was my favorite one that's great i mean my i think my favorite is that like final one on the steps on where the it's like one like you know in quote one take mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't yeah, but no. yeah <laughs> there's it's, no way you could do that in no one take. it's that's super impressive yeah and it, it there was no guarantee well besides the fact that we're the, the spine of the movie is set in the future and that she's alive. There were no guarantees that like she's getting her fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Like toward the end, she is like struggling to pick up like uh, a hot plate sort of like, dev- like um, stove, you know, a little one to smash over this guy's head. She's like, they're crawling on the ground, like uh, uh, blood, like streaming down their face. She picks it up and like, you know, with all her might bashes it over yeah. this guy's head. And, there's stabbings and stabbings and shootings and <laughs> all that fun stuff. Yeah. And um I yeah. That was a great there's great action in this. There movie. really is. Oh yeah. All all of them are really memorable too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a combination of the music and the way they're shot and how badass she is in it. And I'm trying to think of a movie it really reminds me of. Um in its style and music, it kind of, in a way, reminds me of Hannah. Have you seen that? I did. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. But not, obviously not set in the 80s, but yeah. it is set in Berlin at times. Um, similar spy sort of thing. Good action. Mm-hmm. But it, this movie is kind of like, unlike any other I've seen, in a sense. It's got a mix of all sorts of, it's like an homage to, um, I guess, just like, spy movies of the past and the just 80s nostalgia and pop yeah. culture. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by David Leach, who is a stuntman. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Leach. Um, but it's based off of a graphic novel series called The Coldest City, which I think I'm going to find and seek out. And pick yeah. Um, so do you recommend it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I mean, there's... I I have... And, I have a ton of problem with the plot and how it's presented to us, but it's at the end of the day, I don't care. It's just too much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's too much fun and it's too sexy and it's too cool and it's too badass. And I mean, I, I all the, all my complaints about plot goes out the window when mm-hmm. I can have a good time in a theater. Yeah. I, it, it's very stylized and I, I know that's overused, but it's very stylized in that, like each line of dialogue she delivers is like a one-liner. Yeah. Like, um, very quiet tones like this. You know, I delivered epic insult 
and you don't even know it. Well, I and wish then, I could remember some of them. Yeah, some of the there were some good better. ones. Yeah. There were some good ones, but yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I, I'd also highly recommend it. It's my kind of movie. Great, great music, great action, um, fun, confusing, but <laughs> it doesn't matter for the most part. You'll yeah. enjoy yourself. Come um, along for the ride. Make yourself a drink and just like watch mm-hmm. this and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we both highly recommend Atomic Bond. Uh, it's probably not in theaters anymore unless you can go to like one of those uh, cheap dollar shows. Yeah, dollar show, like second run sort of yeah. things. Um, but I would definitely seek it out. Yeah, it'll probably come out on video within the next two months, I would assume. Oh, it's a shame though because. It's a movie that deserves to be seen on the big screen because yeah, of the music, the music. and the, yeah. the style. Um, so, yeah, that was Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Um, Anything, I mean, and I think we can't uh, end the discussion or have the discussion without mentioning, like, just how cool it is to have, like, a female character true. do this. And, true. Like, which, it, which was really cool, also disappointing at the same time because like nobody went and saw it yeah, yeah um i still think it made it like a decent amount of money but i also think it was like let's see here i think it was up against something else that weekend that really raked really raked a lot of money in. yeah um pardon can you hear me typing <laughs> <laughs> i'm asking the viewer respond <laughs> say yes in your car if you if you can hear me typing <laughs> It made domestic. It made fifty-one million. Mm-hmm. Not bad. That so you think there's gonna be a sequel? I hope. I think there. I would. I would love one. And cool. I, I think I remember hearing um, Charlie say on the Howard Stern show before the movie came out um, that she's game for another sequel. And mm-hmm. I think she produced this or something too. Yeah. Or a part of, has a part in that. Oh, it was up against the Emoji movie, <sighs> so it obviously lost. I mean, worldwide, it made $95 million, so. Mm-hmm. Well, Emoji jump. Movie also bombed, though, but for an animated movie, it bombed. But yeah. it still made more than Atomic Bond. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, a budget of $30 million and it made $95 million, so. Mm-hmm. That's a good turnover, I would say. Right. <laughs> Those numbers sound good to me. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish this would give me, like, a... A ranking here on Box Office Mojo, but it's not. Cool. Well, all right. That was Atomic Bond. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I think you will, too. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. So let's talk about our recommendations. Our, our not weekly recommendations. <laughs> our monthly, half, two-monthly, bi-monthly recommends. Uh, okay. Go, are you ready? I, 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 I'm yeah. ready. I have one that like is my recommendation, but then... And I wanted to do this, I think, last time we recorded too, but I, I missed out on it. So my, my big one that I'm recommending, um, I've been re-watching Will and Grace. Well, they're, they're they, coming out with a new spinoff. It, well, not spinoff, just new season. Uh, same writers, same creators, same actors. Um, but they just put every episode on the NBC app and on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you have one of those, you can watch every Will and Grace episode. So... I've I've watched like a season and a half now, and it's that's a funny fucking show, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and I remember watching it and like an episode here and there when I was younger when it was out, um, but now like actually like paying attention and like getting a lot of the jokes and like the humor, it's really funny. Like I think this is a show that you can watch, even. 20 years from now and it still be really it funny. Time. Like it that's a, it's a funny fucking show. Yeah. And I mean it was kind of the first of its kind and uh, this kind of goes with my recommendation but the in the third season of BoJack Horseman they are talking to a guy who produced a show called Krill and Grace which is like, <laughs> and he says like wow that show really a lot of people don't understand this but that show really advanced uh, the perception of Krill people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. But did you have another one? You're looking at your phone like you yeah. My so like the one the other one that I wanted to do was like I wanted to. Uh, Amazon has a lot of movies out mm-hmm. uh, on their their Prime service that we've reviewed mm-hmm. in the past. So you can th- see things on um, Amazon like Moonlight mm-hmm. and um, Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. Creed, Spectre. 
Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea is there. The Witch is there. The Witch. Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Right, I saw that. Um, there's a lot of a lot of movies that uh, we've discussed here on the podcast are on. Um, right. Are on Amazon. So if you see anything on Amazon, make sure to look up an episode and listen to our thoughts about it. I don't know if I talked about this, but I saw Mr. Fantastic on there, which was v- that Viggo Mortensen. Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic. What is that? Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. <laughs> probably. Captain Fantastic, which um, I really liked. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I haven't. I recommend that. Um, it's interesting. You're very. Fr- um, I was very frustrated with the main character. The, I saw the trailer, and I'm like, I think I'd be pissed off if I see this. But like, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, there's, but there's a lot of messages in it that I think resonate. Um, but I recommend that movie as well, mm-hmm. if I haven't already, uh, just for a challenge. My recommendation, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you know how much I love this show. Uh, but Bojack Horseman season four just premiered on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, it, it, I would argue always that this show is one of the best written and funniest shows on right now and maybe best written animated show in forever. Mm. Um, It is, this new season is hilarious, but extremely depressing and tragic. Um, There is an entire episode that is in the mind of a dementia patient. Oh God. And it goes like, and it's past and like it's to the sense or in the the way they do it is somebody will slam a door like we're in the past and the way she is like remembering things and somebody slams a door and the walls shake like in the animation Mm -hmm. the walls shake the signs in the background are like the the letters are moving around and jumbling around it's a really unsettling Hmm. uh, episode and a really depressing season which surprisingly ends on a really high note. Like it ends on a like, oh, like, <laughs> like okay. I'm actually kind of hopeful for this character. So if you haven't watched BoJack Horseman, I highly recommend it. I think, I think everyone will find something in it that, um, they will, you know, attach to and and re- um, relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main theme of the show is is inner depression anxiety and which everyone has yeah for the most part so universal themes yeah and that's like the main the main focus of that show and i think it's fantastic and it's helped me like recognize my problems as well as uh just be more open as a person because bojack horseman is a bad person so don't be like bojack uh (laughs) everybody in the show is kind of a bad person in a sense uh so i highly recommend that um I got yeah. rid of Netflix. Uh, you got rid of Netflix for the summer. Yeah, I think this is a new thing that I'm trying to do. Like, because in the su- I mean, in the summer, I don't I don't watch as much as I normally do because like, I'm trying to like do do things. So like, when winter comes back around, I think I'll get Netflix again and just have a shit ton of things to watch because I don't want to leave the house when it's winter. <laughs> Winter's coming. Yeah. Well. Shit. It's, it's almost October and yeah, it feels like, like it's degrees, July yeah. out. Yeah, it's really bad. Um okay. So that's that's it. That we're about the hour mark right yeah, now. We we, we we got under it. Uh I don't know when we'll be back. Um we will be back though. Hopefully Kale <laughs> will be with us. Um Yeah. So thanks for listening. This was the Woodward's Filmcast and for the Wilbur's Filmcast, I'm Mitch Haba, and we've also got Colin Ward. All right, cool. You can reach me at, at Mitch Haba on Twitter, and Colin's on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Colin2LsW07. Yeah, and um, if you have any thoughts and you're listening and you want to email us, uh, email us at WilbursFilmcast at gmail.com, I believe is the. Mm-hmm so i'm pretty sure it is (laughs) uh also um rate and review us on itunes that actually really helps uh the podcast get out there um it's a really bad system the way itunes works so you have to actually rate it and review 
it's stupid. But thank you does, to the people who have. Yeah, and thanks I, to I recently saw that we had some really positive and nice reviews. So thank you. Everyone. Yeah, we do have some good reviews. So thanks a lot. Um, that sounded sarcastic. Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> no, no I, we really mean it. Yeah. it. It helps a lot. And um, keep listening. We will have more episodes soon. We'll do an episode on Mother. We'll do an episode on Detroit. What else is coming? Well, that we'll definitely be doing an episode on Star Wars when that comes out. Yeah. Uh, Blade Runner's coming out, mm. which we might might be fun to, to watch the original. I, I have. I think I have to. I've never seen it. Yeah, I, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen it, so I will have to as well. And yeah, I mean, and I think we both see a lot more movies too in Oscar season. Yep. as well. So it's kind of like you, you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So this was the Woodward's Filmcast. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.